Food Heals Podcast, episode 218. So much amazing stuff out there that's natural that I've been using for years and years and years and years and years that most of our medicine is based off of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems foreign to a lot of people in this day and age. No, but the doctor says you need this pill. I'm like, why? Like, why would that be your first mm-hmm. choice? No. You yeah. got to do this through food. We're using like a natural substance from the fucking the freaking planet. <laughs> and like something. Melissa Curse, yeah. everyone. Oh, shit. <laughs> Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put in their Lululemons and take a yoga class while drinking a green juice. If you experience any of these symptoms, text your priest immediately. All right, welcome, Food Heals Nation. I'm Allison Melody, and today I got to sit down with two of my favorite people. We're friends IRL, not just online friends. We actually hang out in person. Alana Levine is an LA native who ditched her advertising career to dive into eco-entrepreneurship with her amazing brand, cleanslate.com. Alana grew up eating the standard American diet, which caused her to suffer from acid reflux at just 16 years old. She was put on medication, the side effects of which she is still dealing with today. That's why she is now determined to raise awareness of healthy living and natural alternatives to pharmaceuticals. And Alana and I were joined by Melissa Glasheski from the brand Fork and Plants. Like Alana, Melissa grew up eating a highly processed standard American diet. At the age of 30, after years of unhealthy habits accumulating in her body, she began developing health issues that made her rethink everything she thought she knew. She saw multiple doctors for different issues and ultimately decided to take the most natural approach to heal herself. She created Fork and Plants to share all of her healthy and comforting recipes, all her healthy living tips, and her experiences throughout this journey of creating balance and learning to heal herself. And this year, she also launched her personal chef business of the same name. Together, Alana and Melissa host vegan events throughout Los Angeles, most recently with yoga and mimosas. Now that's my kind of party. And don't forget Food Heals Nation, that energy healer, Lisa Thomas. She's our DNA healer. She has given us two incredible gifts for you. The first is a free healing meditation, which is really all about healing your relationship with money. So you can attract all the abundance into your life that you deserve. Plus you can get a hundred dollars off a DNA healing session with Lisa. This can be done in person in LA or over the phone from wherever you live. If you haven't listened to episode 115 with Lisa, make sure you go back and check it out. We're getting huge reviews on that one. People love it. I love Lisa. She's my personal now, I would say coach, mentor, therapist. She does all of the things. Um, And in that episode, we talked about releasing inherited emotional blocks, healing your money mindset, and how to really manifest your desires. So Lisa's goal is to empower individuals to reach their full potential by removing inherited emotional blocks like fear of success, fear of failure, anxiety, procrastination, excess weight, fear of public speaking, false money beliefs, relationship drama, 
and business stagnation. And by removing those negative energy and inherited patterns, it empowers people to get their gifts, talents, and ideas into the world more confidently and in alignment with their soul's purpose. So go to www.foodhealsnation.com slash Lisa, and you can get her free healing meditation and release those inherited money beliefs absolutely free and definitely get a session with her. It is worth every penny, Food Heals Nation. Next up, my interview with Melissa and Alana. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. All right, I'm here with two fabulous vegan vixens. One is a plant-powered personal chef, and one's a plant-powered influencer. Welcome, Melissa and Alana. Hi, everybody. Hi, Hi Melissa. (laughs) Hi, Alana. Hi. (laughs) So glad to have you girls. So, Melissa, you are new to the podcast, but you're not new to me or Alana. And Alana, you are a regular around here now because this is your second appearance, but it's been a while since we've had you. Welcome back. (laughs) Thank you for having me back. Yeah. But let's start with you, Melissa. So you have the amazing brand Fork and Plants. You've got a great Instagram following, your personal private vegan chef. Tell us about who you are and what you do. So I'm Melissa. I'm from Wisconsin. I originally went to school for healthcare and I decided that that was no longer in alignment with my beliefs and worked in an office for a long time and recently just quit that office job in December, just before Christmas. Um, Congratulations. Thank you so much. Seriously. (laughs) So I've just been working on kind of building my brand, focusing on my passions, launching my personal chef business, hosting events and pop-ups. I love cooking for people, helping people live healthy lives. So that's what I've been doing since December. Yeah. And you have a beautiful Instagram that I'm obsessed with. I love posting food pictures. So. Yes. Me too. I'm, I'm don't walk, don't look at it when you're hungry. Everything. <laughs> I couldn't watch it yesterday. I was doing a 24 hour fast, and it was, oh my it was oh, too hard. But no, <laughs> yeah. but no, you have to go Instagram. You have to get off social media if you're on a fast. Yeah, I learned yeah. that the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. So Alana, it's been a while since you've been here. So tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and what you've been up to since we last saw you. Since the last time I was here, I'm still in the community. Still. Uh, plant-based influencer, foodie. I travel and I like to post about that as well, especially when it's about kind traveling to the options that you can find and the places. For instance, like in Santa Barbara, I found like a mineral salt cave and things like that, the holistic part of it. I've been working much more on my balance. Currently, I am in the middle of transitioning. I'm about to leave a corporate job I've had for a while. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa. You're an inspiration. You're welcome. I'm so excited for you. I can't wait to see what you do. Oh, I'm excited and nervous, but I'll still continue to do part of what I what I do outside of, which is the branding and such, but for an array of clients and putting it out there in the universe. And I'm just kind of giving it up right now. That's great. Yeah. Well, congratulations, you two. I think that... Both of you have beautiful businesses and you both inspire me online every day. And so for our listeners, can you tell us a little bit about like, why, how did you get here? Why did you become vegan? Why are you passionate about it? Well, for me, I never liked meat. And growing up in Wisconsin, my family was like, well, if you're not going to eat the meat we're cooking, you're like, what the hell are you going to eat? Yeah. Um, And then I stopped eating cheese and they were just like, yeah, what are you doing? (laughs) They're like, we can't. Yeah. We don't understand. Um, Well, yeah, I never liked meat. And then when I went to college, I joined an animal rights group. And after I watched movies and saw everything, learned everything from them, I was like, 
I want to be vegan. Like there's really no reason. Like I don't even feel that good when I eat dairy. I was like the type of person who would eat cheese whiz out of a can, just like squirting <laughs> in my mouth. And now I'm like, why? Oh, I can't believe I did that. So I joined the animal rights group in college and uh, yeah, so I got more involved in animal rights, vegan food. I was never very healthy at first when I first went vegan. I was like still eating Oreo cookies all the time. I was definitely a junk food vegan. And then I started getting more into cooking for myself. And then a few years later, I started developing some health issues. So I definitely had to clean up my diet and heal myself through food. And that definitely sparked an interest and a passion for wanting to help others do the same because I learned a lot of stuff about what you should and shouldn't be eating. Like I've told a lot of this before, but like turmeric, a lot of people are like, yeah, turmeric is so healthy and so good for you. Anti-inflammatory. I'm like, yeah, but if you have some of the issues that I have, turmeric is high heat and that makes your issues a lot worse. So Mm -hmm. you have to be conscious of that too. Well, you have to find out what works for your body Mm -hmm. and what doesn't, right? Yes. And that brings us to some of what you do. So (laughs) (laughs) kind of had the same path in a way, not so much. It might happen a little later. So I didn't, you know, do the animal rights as much in college. I was still eating cheese fries and um, (laughs) going out late nights. Um, But what do you mean? uh, Yeah, I don't know, San Diego. Uh, Oh, that sounds dangerous. Because I know San Diego now is an adult and it's a party town. Yeah. So back in college, I think I remember most of it. Um, Just kidding. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) And it's interesting seeing the transition now where I'm at. But there was a point where... I had acid reflux ever since I was 16, and they just kind of shoved the purple pill down my throat and not really diet change. So I dealt with that for years, and I was continuing to eat horribly. At 18, I read Skinny Bitch. Oh my God, (laughs) me too, I read that one. Yeah, that one hit me, because it talked to you kind of in a, like, this tone, this aggressive yet, like, fact tone fa- mm-hmm. you know there was facts to it and they were cursing the whole and they were, time yeah. so you had to love it because yeah, you were like exactly. these bitches are so badass I was relating to it I'm like <laughs> yes too. this is not just like a book about just straight facts and I can't relate and I can't absorb and I don't I, think that skinny bitch used the word vegan the whole time man I'd have to go back and read it again I didn't even know it was right. a book about veganism I just knew it was a book about what I shouldn't fucking put in my body yeah yeah, no, I mean, from there is when I started, like, realizing FDA stuff. And, yeah, me too. And organic yeah. and all this, <laughs> all these things that I was kind of, I don't know, numb to the system. Like, I was just, I was a product of the system. Yeah. So I, you know, this was kind of a wake-up call in a way because mm-hmm. I did part part of, like, I stopped eating meat at that point, but I continued to do, like, eat, you know, turkey and dairy and such, and didn't realize dairy was causing some of my issues, and that lasted for a long time, and then my acid reflux wasn't going away, and I was still taking the purple pill, and it was doing other damage, and I, I was in New York, I moved back here, and I started researching a lot, and then veganism kind of popped up, health first for me, and then I started, like, I was at a retreat, and they sat me down to, to watch Earthlings. And oh Earthlings... My I had to walk out of that movie, and I watched it. That movie is so hard to my watch. My teacher wow. locked us in the studio, basically. He's like, no. you don't have to necessarily walk. You can put your hand over your eyes, but you're not leaving here. And That's aggressive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> aggressive. But I guess it worked. Like, it worked. Hostage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was one chick who fell asleep, and I was like, seriously? I'm How sorry. How is that possible? You know, it's I'm her sorry. coping mechanism. Yeah, it's right? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I, I could like, do that. For me, it was like, you know, I was the complete opposite, like light bulb switched on. And I was like, yeah. okay, got it. 
And then the spiral of like clean slate started to come about because I was doing all this research and people are interested. And actually, to be honest, I want to talk more about supplements and my diet change and things like that because the pendulum has just swung in so many directions Mm -hmm. that I feel now I I do talk a lot about food because that's a great way to bring people in. But I want to talk about the holistic and natural side too because that's been really important. 100%. I mean, my story is I was brought in by food first, and then I discovered everything else. Like, I wasn't like Mm -hmm. you, Melissa. I didn't understand the animal activism component of it for a long time, actually. And once that set in, that's when I never went back. Because if it's my health, well, I can gamble with my health a little bit. But Mm -hmm. then when it came down to the animals and the health of the environment and things like that, that's when it kind of settled for me. Mm -hmm. But it was food first, then animals, then environment. And with food came alternative medicine and supplements Mm -hmm. and all of that, which was eye-opening, so eye-opening for me, having no awareness or no clue where I came from in North Carolina, where there wasn't any, there wasn't a yoga studio on every street. There wasn't green juice. Now they have it. Yay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But when I started in this world, it didn't exist. And so I was on a plane reading Skinny Bitch. (laughs) And I got off the plane and I was like, I'm changing everything, right? So I go, I went to Philadelphia to visit my new boyfriend's in-laws, which is now my husband, okay? (laughs) This is like probably 10 years ago. I should probably get clear on when it was, but it was about 10 years ago. (laughs) And I had already decided like I'm organic, like I had, um, I was doing alternative medicine, I'm doing acupuncture, but I was like, okay, everything has to be organic and it has to be like grass-fed and all of that. But I hadn't made the switch to veganism in any capacity at this point yet. But I didn't eat meat because I didn't eat meat since I was a kid. So I was just only, only thing I ate was chicken and seafood and dairy at this time. So I get off the plane and we go into, you know, meeting the family and all this stuff. We get to the restaurant, it's Italian. I order chicken Parmesan because that's the only thing I knew how to order at an Italian restaurant. And I sat there and I thought, oh my God, the book. The book just told me I can never eat chicken. I go, this meal is going to come and I'm going to be humiliated in front of my in-laws because I cannot eat this food. Okay. So I got up from the table and I went and I talked to the waiter and I ordered something else. I don't remember, like some big salad or something. And I sat back down and my husband's uncle was like, what, what are you doing? What, what are you talking to the waiter for? And I was like, oh, I changed my order. Then it was the Spanish Inquisition. What did you order? Why did you order mm-hmm. it? You liberal hippie from California, all this stuff. Yeah. And you know what? I got the brunt of it and I didn't care because I was like, I'm not eating chicken ever again for the rest of my life. And I didn't and I haven't. And then I went to seafood and then I went to dairy and then the whole thing is over, you know? Yeah, seafood was the last for me too. Like yeah. I loved mm-hmm. perch and fish fries are very big in Wisconsin. Yeah. So like it was a bonding thing with my family and my grandparents to go out for Friday night fish fries. That's the hardest part, I think, is the bonding thing, because sometimes it's hard to convince your family why you're doing something. And I remember when I would first go home to North Carolina to visit my friends, and my friend's mom was like, Allie, we made you a turkey burger. And I'm like, oh, my God, I love you. I can't (laughs) eat that. (laughs) You know? It's funny how people don't think, like, turkeys and fish are animals. Yes. Right. Like, oh, you don't eat meat. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, here's a... Turkey bacon. I was like, no. Right. (laughs) You don't understand how that works. It was weird, because I grew up here in L.A., yet... You'd think it was like all green juices and stuff growing up, but I was such in a bubble here that that was, it wasn't as natural. What was <laughs> your bubble? 
What bubble were you in? I wasn't in an LA bubble. <laughs> I know to me, you that love means this. okay. To me, that means everyone's an actress. But I also know that she was in Troop Beverly Hills, which I'm obsessed with the movie. <laughs> so she knows where I was going with that. But I really do want to know what it means because I, I live here and I'm probably gonna have children here, and I'm mm-hmm. terrified because I'm like, well, it's different now. Okay, it I is. think it's different okay. because there has been movement. Out, right? Like, well, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how this happened. <laughs> We heard those San Diego stories. Yeah, you know, like there was some weird, that was my own little like, universal something or other <laughs> in me. But there's still such a bubble in, in here, but I will say the movement is huge. All these chains of like even sweet greens and tender greens and all these like... Those greens. Greens, all these greens have popped up, all these juice places have popped up, pressed juicery, all these semi-affordable options and like extremely unaffordable options. Mm-hmm. But they're here and Trader Joe's is even like providing so much more in that realm. And I think that it's it's more okay, quotes, you know, to be a part of this movement and there's more people involved. It's become mainstream. It's mainstream. And back when I was growing up here, it wasn't. Right. I didn't know one person who was vegetarian, let alone vegan. Got no, I, I really didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't talked about. Yeah, and um, growing up in North Carolina, it was not a thing. And it's just now becoming a little bit of a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I'm seeing it everywhere. I I used to um, go to West Virginia every now and then. And there was options at their local grocery store. They had like they had field roast tofurkey. They had in the most remote little town. Field roast. That's great. Yeah, (laughs) there's that was recently. That was recently. I mean, even a few years ago, um, I found that there. So there's there's options coming about. I think even the most remote. It's places. everywhere. Um, the Beyond Burger when it came out, what was it like a couple years ago? I did not discover it in LA. I know you can't believe me, but I discovered <laughs> it in New Jersey at their Whole Foods. And so the guy was cooking it at Whole Foods, and he said you can only find this in the meat section because. Uh, let me back up. Mm. Beyond Burger used to have one. Maybe they still have it, but it was in the freezer section. The Beyond Burger. Yeah, and it's not yeah. good. No, okay, not sorry. Good Love you, Beyond, but it was terrible. <laughs> Now, then they got the one that they put in the meat section, Mm -hmm. and the guy cooked it for me on the counter. I had a bite of it, and I was like, I love this, and I'm pretty sure that my husband's family will eat this. So I got a bunch, brought them home, and they loved it. And we've loved it ever since because it's something easy that can help um, transform. It's not going to make a meat eater into a vegan, but for that one meal, they can. And every day that you eat a vegan diet, you save one animal per day. So... Mm -hmm. That one day makes a difference. That one Beyond Burger makes a difference. I completely agree. My thing lately, I've been actually kind of frustrated in the vegan community because I feel there's a lot of vegan on vegan bashing <laughs> and you're not vegan enough. And um, That's gross. I, I really, uh, yeah, it is. And it's sad because we're supposed to be the compassionate group. of mm-hmm. Any group out there, we're compassionate. And I'm seeing this happen. And it's, it's disheartening. So when it comes to being able to have like a meatless Monday, which might seem so little, one person having a meatless Monday who, let's say they eat meat the rest of the week, at least that is a lot of meals if you are if you have that one person multiply. You know, the ripple effect. That. Yeah. And yeah, we should be celebrating the fact that that's a thing. That's a thing on, that's a hashtag. That's, um, <laughs> yeah. that's a movement in its own. That, totally. Yeah, that's my goal, too, is just to help people eat more vegetables. Like, even mm-hmm. if someone doesn't want to be vegan, like, yeah. I would still just love to help them eat more vegetables in general. Like, that's what I, I want to cook for people that necessarily aren't even vegan. They're just maybe vegan curious. Exactly. Yeah, like, well, if you take out the 
animal activism and environmental perspective and you just say, I want to eat healthier, the number one thing that you can do is add more vegetables to your plate. And people get scared or grossed out by that because they just picture like some raw zucchini on their plate and they're like, I don't know what to do with this. But there are so many delicious ways to eat and cook vegetables, whether it's amazing salads with incredible salad dressings, with nuts, beans, and seeds, and all kinds of great things. Or there's so many ways to make vegetables delicious that are cooked and seasoned and, you know, cooked properly in delicious sauces that you don't even realize that you're not having meat. And so like, I know a lot of meals are accidentally vegan. People don't even realize that like curries Mm -hmm. and things like that and rice dishes and all kinds of things. So I think it's kind of like changing the meaning and the definition of what a lot of people know veganism to be because they don't actually understand that we're not eating salads all day. Like (laughs) I eat a good variety of delicious food. Today I ate jackfruit tacos covered smothered in sauce (laughs) smothered in avocado smothered in lettuce like it was so delicious my taste buds were on fire like I was like in heaven like we all can have a great food experience no matter what diet we eat and you're not missing out if you decide to go plant-based for a meal or for your lifetime I also think it also helps the more that you understand what's on your plate you're helping out like the local farmers the sustainability factors here if we're, you know, the environmental aspect. So, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I think that's part of the, the conversation. That's one thing that happened to me when I was just recently traveling. So um, Food Heals Nation knows that we did the Food Heals Vegan Italian Getaway. And one of my biggest takeaways from that, and it seems simple, but it's like enjoying your food and mindful eating. So we were eating tomatoes grown off of the garden from the villa we were staying in, olives, grown locally all the wine was from wine grown on the property oh, amazing and so <laughs> we're eating this food and it tastes better so i got back to the u.s and i'm like dude i can't eat an olive because those olives <laughs> are so good i got a martina bar i'm like mm, no thank you like, i'm such a food snob but the truth is it's not even i mean that's just a silly way to put it but the truth is it's about enjoying the experience of eating the food knowing mm-hmm. where your food is coming from and appreciating that someone picked that lemon off the vine like you know that is such an experience with our taste buds that we can have it's like an orgasmic experience but normally we're so busy we're on the hustle we're like and i'm guilty of this too so please don't think i'm preaching because i'm like oh i do this too i've done both trust me like eating in the car eating Mm -hmm. in the car guilty of that yeah i know it's terrible for me but yeah but you're like i'm on the rush And sure, once in a while, fine. But if that's your lifestyle, like there's so much that you can change. Make simple changes and you're going to feel so much better. And your digestion is going to be better. Yes, that's true. Just like set your fork down between bites. That's something Mm -hmm. I try to do too. Oh, yeah. Or like not scroll through your phone, not watch TV. Yeah, choose slowly. Well, I just did a whole thing about mindful eating. And mindful eating to me is about, okay, if I was with you girls right now, we're eating that cheese that Leslie Durso brought over earlier. (laughs) We'd be deliciously diving into it talking about the flavors and having a great conversation about our lives that's mindful meditative eating to me if i was eating that and she was not you guys were not here Mm -hmm. i would be in front of the tv wolfing it up as fast as i could right right that is not mindful eating i might enjoy mindless eating yes it is mindless (laughs) and my body will process it differently absolutely that's where the emotional component comes in if i'm eating 
because I'm too busy, if I'm eating because I'm avoiding something, I'm avoiding, oh, something happened today that I don't want to think about. Oh, something happened in my past I don't want to think about. Oh, I'm feeling bad about something. I'm just going to eat so I don't have to think about it. Mm -hmm. Because eating does stimulate pleasure in our brains (laughs) and our stomachs, okay? Let's just be honest. I don't have a problem with that. It's what happens. (laughs) But let's make sure we're mindful about it and know when we're enjoying that bite that we're truly enjoying it. And if we're going to cheat or whatever our cheating is, for me, it might be my vegan ice cream because at least it's vegan. I will never eat dairy, but I will compromise on the sugar but i better be enjoying the f out of that and not being mm-hmm. complaining you can't feel guilty to when you eat yeah. it i yeah. can't be like i'm gonna be so fat yeah. for eating this yeah because if you feel guilty while you're eating it your digestion's not going to work properly exactly and you're like this create stress. this toxic relationship mm-hmm. with food like yeah if you're eating something delicious just fucking enjoy it agreed yeah. I think I've kind of hit that wall. Like part of where I've been with Clean Slate is showing the other side of it too. The fact of like being human, real. Yeah. Um, and you so got to. Yeah, I feel like you do. I don't like when people just say like everything is great and lovely. I mean, like life happens, things happen. I'm great. I'm happy. <laughs> things are wonderful and always perfect for you. That's that's awesome. But you know, for me, life has ebbs and flows. And so recently, it's kind of happened where I feel like I haven't connected as much with food because I've I've had a disconnect because of things personally that's been going on. I'm at a point right now where I've realized it and I'm making that transition again back to the whole foods, back to the basics. Yeah. Even like going a little further um, by cutting out a lot of things that cause inflammation and, and stress on my system so that I can come back to like homeostasis yeah. and enjoy my foods properly and the mindset with it. So, I've, you know, it's just kind of that balance that, that shifts that kind of happen. Absolutely agreed. And like, I don't think you have to be religious or spiritual to just bless your food and just to say, I know that you are now going to nourish my body. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. It's like a positive affirmation. You can believe in it or you don't have to believe in it, but why not? I think it changes the cellular way that we receive the food in our body. So just try it. Why not? If you don't, if you think it's BS, try it anyways. (laughs) It can't hurt. (laughs) <laughs> I haven't done that. I'm definitely going to try that one. Yeah. Now. Doesn't mean you're anti Jesus. <laughs> Doesn't mean Jesus is going to turn the water into wine. It just means. But could he? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. That's, that's a another conversation. conversation. Yeah, I, I I don't got those answers. Okay. You see what we're drinking? Our daily red. Yeah. Doesn't this that, is kind of like Jesus wine. It looks like Jesus Smoky. wine. It's definitely organic and vegan and no sulfites. Ooh. I love that. Yeah. So that's my thing with wine. But the problem is, I'll be honest. It's hard to find sulfate-free wine that is vegan, organic, and delicious. The wine in Italy doesn't have any of these problems because they don't allow the processing of Mm -hmm. wine in the way that the U.S. does. And in Italy, they don't have the problems that we have with GMOs and all of that. So everything is so so delicious. I know. We have to move there. Sounds amazing. (laughs) I just want to eat one of those olives. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh, I love olives. I can't like walk past the Whole Foods olive bar without salivating. <laughs> I'm going to have to go there now and see if anything right will compare. <laughs> okay, let's go through some of our favorite substitutes. So for anyone listening who is on the fence about plant-based or wants some more, you know, resources, like what are some of our favorites? So I'll start with mine, which Food Heals Nation knows, but in case you're a new listener, I am obsessed with this dairy substitute. So my number one dairy substitute is oatly milk. Here's why. The oatly, just regular milk, tastes like the milk I grew up drinking at childhood, which was 2% milk. The oatly chocolate milk 
is chocolate milk that I can have for dessert and you can give to your kids. And then they have an Oatly barista blend that you can blend with your coffee, your tea, your mushroom, your matcha, whatever healthy, you know, drink you're drinking to get you some energy in the morning. And it foams up just like you were in a coffee shop and it's delicious. So that's my number one dairy replacement. What about you guys? Uh, my number one dairy replacement, are we just talking milks right now or could it be anything? Well, we can start with milk okay. and then we can go into cheese because I know we've got some cheese replacements yeah. on the table. I was thinking about That's cheese. my number one question that everyone <laughs> asks me. Like, I want to be more vegan, but like, how the hell do I give up cheese? How do I, mean, I give up so cheese? I need yes. options. It's crazy. It is. Okay, but back to the milk. My favorite... But we'll go there. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> okay, good. My favorite milk is Malk. M-A-L-K. Yes, like, you brought that to my house for the... Yes, I for, did. Yeah, for the Rise and Bloom uh, yeah, mastermind. I love it. It's simple. I'm going to give them a little plug here. Um, they're all, all the bottles are made with six ingredients or less. They have one cup of sprouted nuts in each bottle. They're all organic. Uh, no binders, no carrageenan. So they're no really clean. Oils. Super clean. Super tasty. I love their cashew. They also have a maple pecan, which is amazing. Like mm. I just like drink it out of the bottle. Don't oh, tell I my boyfriend, but it's so good. Don't tell your boyfriend. <laughs> I always tell him not I'm to sure drink out of the fridge. But, <laughs> but then I do it. So that's my favorite. Did you have your milk. anniversary? Um, it's coming up. Okay. Yeah. Happy anniversary. Thanks. Happy We're in Palm Springs this weekend, guys. Yeah. Yay. It's going to be like 300 degrees, but it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> no, I can't, actually, let me just tell you the truth. I like Palm Springs that way because it's very meditative. It slows you down. It makes you present. It makes you chill. You're going to enjoy it. That's what we're like turning off our phones. Like I'm deleting Instagram mm -hmm. for the weekend. Yes. Like it's going to be so nice. Good, Good for excited. you. Yeah. This is obviously going to air after. You're going to sweat out a lot of toxins. <laughs> <laughs> true. True that. I can't wait. <laughs> I would say, actually, the Oatly chocolate milk Ugh. was so... I had it at Expo for the first time, and it was so impressive. I have it it's right delicious. now. Do you want some? No. Don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> Wine, chocolate milk. Uh, I will give it all to you. Anything I love it. you need. I'm just going to come here every day now. <laughs> That's what I made their coffee drinks with. The Oatly chocolate yeah, milk? Yeah, so Tiff and Vince are drinking oh. this. The Oatly and, um, hey guys, what's up? They, <laughs> the, our producer and videographer today, they are drinking the Oatly and Miyoko's vegan butter to make it creamy and espresso. Yeah. And you blend it up and it's delicious. I don't think I've ever done the Miyoko's butter in a good. coffee. Well, it's yeah. basically the vegan bulletproof. Yeah. So obviously I can't do the mm -hmm. bulletproof, but I like the concept. So mm -hmm. it's fun. That's what do you guys idea. think? So good. <laughs> <laughs> They can't see your thumbs up, Tiff. You have to make an audio comment. <laughs> All right, so go on. I interrupted you. <laughs> no, I mean, that's pretty much... I don't use milks too often. If I do, it's an almond milk base normally. Uh, but that Oatly chocolate milk was so good. It was like the perfect amount of like thickness, but not too thick. The creaminess, rich. I thought it was great. Yeah, so, and um, I think... That's a good dessert. The, the problem used to be that it was harder to find but now it's on amazon so i mean <laughs> they're going I through a shortage right now though no well no the shortage is over oh it is yeah i just so, got it like two days ago wait what interesting i just got okay so i'm crazy so i just got <laughs> oh, it from whole foods and i got it from bristol and they still have it at my coffee shop down the street so i'm pretty <laughs> sure the shortage is over okay maybe it's what, just the barista the shortage that was going is probably the barista blend okay the shortage that was going on was happening when we were having the rise and bloom retreat or the rise and bloom gotcha. mastermind i know that because i couldn't find it anywhere so i had to beg the coffee shop down the street to sell it to me <laughs> 
And they did. That's amazing. But first they said it wasn't available. And then I said, hey, listen, I've told everyone at the retreat that they're going to have the Oatly Barista blend. And I said this whole sob story. And they go, okay, we'll sell it to you. It's like $6 or something. (laughs) Okay. Well, now you got some Oatly. (laughs) No, I know. They just didn't want me to deplete their stash. Yeah. Okay, what's next? Um, Cheese. Ooh, that's a good one. So. (laughs) (laughs) You say that, I'm going to you. That's fair. Okay, for an everyday cheese... Even cold, follow your heart, I think nails it for me. They're really good. The slices, though, the right? The slices, not the shreds, yeah. um, but the or slices. The blocks. Or like the, the blocks. Or the OG blocks. From right, the newer it. formula, the it's, slices. That's where it's at. Yeah. What is it? The Gouda, provolone. Yeah, those are, I can eat them cold. Totally good. And then if I'm going fancy, I actually used to hold a vegan wine and cheese night. Um, I remember that. Yeah, it was back yeah. in the day. Um, can we revive that? Or something? So I can I should. Hmm? Wasn't it at Buzz? It was. It was a buzz. Me and uh, Alice used to do that. Now she's co-owner of Coco Bella Creamery. Yum. That's, we're going to go there next. Okay. Ice yeah. cream is next. <laughs> oh, and then, the, okay, my fancy cheese. Actually, not fancy. Let's go, let's go middle ground here. Okay. I think Kite Hill's chive cream cheese is like it's the really perfect good. substitute. It's your favorite? Yes. It's, I just eat it with a spoon. Yes. Oh, it's yeah. so good. You can yeah. use it even as like a dressing on a dip or and all these options, especially on a bagel, of course. Mm-hmm. But it totally rules over tofu. <laughs> Did my dog just start? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm petting her so well, she just let it She's out. She's relaxed. Jackson, what are you doing? <laughs> Vegan dog? Mostly, yeah. It smells like chive cream cheese. <laughs> I mean, I could go all day if you wanted to talk cheese, but you, you guys are up. <laughs> Melissa? Um, let's see. Is it okay to talk about what we don't really like, just to let sure. people know our as thoughts, As long too? as they're not a sponsor. I'm just kidding. I don't have any cheese sponsors. <laughs> but if you'd like to be a cheese sponsor, please call. <laughs> if you would like to be a cheese sponsor, info at foodhealthnation.com. So, something that I find interesting is that... Jackson just jumped on a lot. <laughs> you you really did mean he was going to jump on. Me. I'm sorry. I wasn't no, you're kidding. kidding. I yeah. wasn't joking. I'm sorry. <laughs> he wants to get his heart closer to the microphone. Just this don't is what hurt he, on me. He's already done it to Vince. I know today. I don't know if he's done it to Tiff. He's done it to me. Wait, <laughs> I know he did it he to Leslie earlier. <laughs> he's going to chill there for a minute. Okay, that's cool. Okay, okay, just chill. I'll take a picture of you too. <laughs> no, okay, Melissa, what's your favorite cheese? <laughs> well, something that. I don't really like are the dayish shreds or their blocks of cheese. Have you had the new formula though? I think I did at Expo. It's okay. But I do really like their mac and cheese and their pizzas, which is interesting. I'm with you on I that. Because I don't, I don't like their other stuff, but I like the pizzas and the, like I had their I mac think and the cheese today. the new formula is a little better though. Like okay. I tried it recently, like the circular like slices they have. Okay, I don't think I've I had that. I was impressed because, but I will say, <laughs> their ingredients list. Not when so I good. put it next to, well, I put it next to Fall Your Heart. It's almost identical. Really? Really? Yeah. They kind they got of got the okay. same this company in Greece. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, um, I think Diet is such a good transition cheese, and I'm so glad that it exists. It was like the first one out there. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much like besides and Fall Your Heart blocks. There's mm-hmm. a lot of times where I'm in towns where there is nothing for me, and so. I am thankful 
mm-hmm. thankful yeah. for Dea. And I will say also at Expo West this year, you know, they had the huge thing, which I think they had last year, but I swear mm-hmm. I liked it better this year. They had their pizza and their mac and cheese and all of these things. And Expo West is like a big expo where you get to go try natural products and they have all of their new food on display in case you're listening, you're not sure, but we all best go. Day. Best day ever. <laughs> best weekend ever. It's it is really, the best weekend ever. It's really fun. We should actually do a whole podcast. I can't believe yes, we haven't because we, we uh, most of us go every year, but... The point is, is that I would say that this year, I agree with you. I think they stepped up their game. I didn't actually look at the ingredients list, so I didn't realize, but maybe they have changed their formula. Mm-hmm. And they, I remember talking to someone last year and asking him a question about like, oh, so what did you guys do different this year? And he's like, well, we actually keep playing with our formula. Oh. Like, That's gotta be pricey. That's good. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, and I guess they can do it. So they've been, keep playing with it, and they, they made those the cheese sticks. Yeah, I ate one of those. cheese sticks. Like, they were, what do they want? String cheese. It, it was like a string cheese, but you, but a you can't string, string it. You just had to bite yeah. it. I stringed so. it. Did you? You were able I feel like you're really anti-Dea. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> she likes the, the pizza. I do. And the, I had the mac and cheese. Today. The mac and cheese. No, I stringed it. I stringed it like string cheese. Maybe mine was too warm. No, I yeah. can't do it either. Yeah. We must have gone at different times. Probably. Did we not hang out at Expo West? What's up with that? I don't think so. How rude. And I like well, we the went yogurt. to Whitney's party. I know, it's hard to meet up there. It's like... It's so oh crazy. I know. It's like the entire convention so center. Crazy. Yeah. It's too much. Uh-uh. It's you do lot. your own thing. <laughs> okay, we'll do another podcast on Expo West. Yeah. If anyone wants to go, just email me and I'll put you in touch with what to do. Well, our friend Whitney has a whole guide on how to handle yeah, it. Yeah, that so. was very helpful. We'll do that. Okay, so cheese what about you're talking about yogurt and ice cream there's this new brand out that i haven't really seen many places but they sent me some to try and it was so good it's called lava i think it's l-a-a-v-a you didn't Mm-mm. it was wow like- this is so interesting <laughs> okay. good um i liked it because it's like sweet with plantains which and i it's thought like i would like creamy yeah um uh, which i like most yogurts are like i really like the forager cashew yogurt mm-hmm. but it's I really like thin Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I really like the lava because it was like thick, which I don't like. I did not like coconut cult, which everyone like loves the coconut. Yeah. Yogurt, but it was way too tangy and too thick. I like the tangy and I like the thick. I'm not a fan of um not a fan of their price point. Yeah. It's like it's I went twenty two dollars twenty two dollars no for yogurt yeah for like a mason jar. All right. Yeah. I can't recommend that yet. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Try it once. That's fun. But I in tried general. it at Expo again. This is why Expo's great because yeah. you get to try all this expensive true. shit that That's you wouldn't true. otherwise That's try. True. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, speaking of that, I did forget to say uh, my favorite two cheeses, which are still, I mean, I have a lot and, and some of the ones are the ones you said, Kite Hill, but um, mm-hmm. Miyoko's, which is the one I have in studio over here if Kite you guys want really any. really good. Well, yeah, it, good. And, and I still, I'm Miyoko's. still a huge <laughs> fan of hers. <laughs> And hers is the one that I'll have. So I do my wine and cheese parties. I do an Oscar party. I do a birthday party. I have regular, like, part and Dan does his, like, filmmaker friend parties. And so I always do a cheese plate, and there's not one bit of cheese on that plate that has dairy in it. People have no idea. So it's usually a combination of a few, like Kite Hill, like Miyoko's. But if you're in L.A., and hopefully she will expand Yvonne's. Yvonne's Mm, vegan cheese is the best cheese I've ever had. She's a friend of all of ours. We are going to have her on the podcast, but she's lovely, a little bit shy, okay? I'm just going to say, she's kind of (laughs) shy. So she has some of the cleanest ingredients and some of the best tasting cheese. So if you're in Los Angeles, just 
go to Yvonne's, what is it, Yvonne's Vegan Kitchen dot com and order straight from her. And with her crackers. And with her Her crackers. crackers Yeah. So this is not a plug. She's not a sponsor. I'm literally obsessed with her (laughs) and her cheese and she knows it. So she, every time I have a party, she comes over because she brings (laughs) all the cheese. She's made me cakes. She makes the best wedding cakes. You had her donuts? Oh my God. I love her donuts. Her cupcakes, all her donuts. donuts. (laughs) I, I, I don't know if there's anything better out there in terms of like a local organic vegan chef. But sorry, Food Heal Station, I know that you might be salivating if you don't yeah. live in Los Angeles. I really do apologize, but I just had to give her a shout out on the cheese and the non-dairy options. I just had an event the other day and I, no one there was vegan. There was like six or seven people there. I was the only one who was vegan and I served Miyoko's cheese and it was like gone. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. nobody knew. Yeah. They just loved it. They ate no it. No one knows. Exactly. At my cheese parties, they have mm-hmm. no idea. And I have beautiful cheese plates and I put grapes and crackers and the, everything is gluten-free. Everything is vegan and people are just they're like where is this from how do i get more and i'm like oh well actually and they can't believe it's vegan yeah so that's one of my favorite things to do now because i know a lot of people when they start out they say i would be vegan but i can't give up Mm -hmm. cheese well now you can i understand years ago you couldn't but now you can i used to say that too and i haven't had cheese like 14 years and i feel like there's so many things like dishes and stuff that people they don't know unless you tell them that it's vegan like yeah. right. really it's, yeah. it's just true in general I'm, i've done that with beyond burger yes i've done it with the turkey chili that i make i've crumpled up the beyond burger before i used what's the other one uh, uptons i think okay let's, let's talk about um so, let's talk about that so what are some of your favorite meat substitutes well that beyond burger patty it's I, so good it is really good it's like so i good. crave it i mean it's not the healthiest thing in the world but it's a burger so it's, you know, you don't need any oil to cook with it. <laughs> it's like perfectly like... Um, you can um, cook it in water. You, yeah. You I've never had that. a non-vegan not like it. And I'm not saying that it converts everyone or anything like that. But I've never had someone be like, ooh, this is gross. Because veggie burgers can be gross AF. They can. Yeah. yeah. They really and this can. one is not. This one is delicious. This one is delicious. I'm not the biggest fan of the Impossible patty. Me neither. I've never had it. Um, I had it this weekend, and everything else about the burger was great. The patty itself is, it is a little trippy for me, and it's also, the, the taste... It's not just, as good. It's just not there. And it has gluten and soy, so yep. mm-hmm. to me, it's, it's just not I'm worth it. I'm about rats. You're not a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so did you guys know I had to review this burger on camera, and I totally blew it no so our mutual friend you guys know vince vince mm-hmm. leah he does all the great amazing videos about you know helping people go vegan who aren't vegan trying things he does tasting videos he does review videos uh smoothie videos all kinds of great stuff so and he's a regular around here he's been on the podcast so many times well he took me to taste the impossible burger for the first time and um i should not have been on camera because i'm not a good <laughs> reviewer because i did not like it and I wanted to love it and be like, oh my God, this is mm-hmm. the best thing ever. But now that I've had the Beyond Burger, the Impossible Burger was terrible. Yeah. And I was supposed to review it. And literally a guy on, he posted the video. A guy on YouTube goes, she was the worst reviewer ever. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, You're I have honest. a hater, but I kind of agree with you. I'm sorry. Cause I didn't want to, I didn't destroy it. I wasn't like, this is disgusting. I was just like, it's okay. I don't know. <laughs> I was not a good reviewer. But I do know like some meat eaters who prefer it. Because I think it's more similar to, like, a, the McDonald's patty. It's, like, the yeah. cheaper substitute, even though it's not cheaper. Um, but they they prefer it over the hey, Beyond Burger. Whatever so. works. Yeah. They say, like, Impossible Burger is more, like, a fast food burger. Yeah. And then Beyond Meat's more, like, a gourmet, like, thick burger. Interesting. Because I guess, for me, I haven't had either since I was a child. 
because I was like, I don't know, before teenage, I was like 12 when I gave up burgers. Mm. So I don't know what they taste like. I have a memory, but I don't yeah. actually know what the consistency feels like anymore. Yeah, I haven't had one in probably like 15 years. And I was about to say like, about that. Yeah, I have no so idea. So we got to trust the people that have had burgers more recently than us. So I was a bad reviewer. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact that oh, I well. mean, there's two very distinct options that, you know, if you don't like one, you have the other. And then you've got veggie patties, which is so um, the fact that there's all these options is, is just insane. And the chicken substitutes, I think, are unbelievable. Like, okay, I what really are your favorites? Yeah tell the difference like i think you can't tell the difference with garden I, I love like Gardein. yeah I mean, if i want just a down home like orange chicken or whatever yeah garden nails it all right and let's talk sticks. about garden i think garden is fucking delicious do i think garden <laughs> is a health food no. no but let's make this clear <laughs> that we're talking about substitutes yes for meat so that you can choose not to eat meat for a day or you know if it's your lifetime decision great the point is, is that we want to be healthier, and so Gardein is a treat for me. Yeah, I personally actually, um, I don't stock it in my house, any of these mm-hmm. products. If I do, I have like one package of something for emergencies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I primarily keep a lot of fresh fruits, vegetables, and I do always keep Kite Hill unsweetened yogurt and yeah. avocados, and there's some packaged stuff that, that I have as go-tos, but when it comes to like substitutes not very much because i i mean i do go out to eat often too so yeah me too it'd be too much (laughs) i think garden is a really good brand i think they're doing really good things Mm -hmm. they've got chicken they've got seafood they've got things done different ways um things that you wouldn't think of and i think it's pretty darn good but it's not seafood by the way yeah, they have seafood. Did you try Good Catch? I know. We just both looked into uh-huh. like Good Catch <laughs> yeah. at Expo. I went to the oh Good Catch God. party at Expo two years ago, and I about oh, lost nice. my shit because crab cakes was the last thing I gave up. And so good. the Good Catch crab cakes were divine. And with their tar- whatever tartar sauce they used to and everything. Yeah. It was so And it's all perfect. gluten-free, which and is amazing because so yeah. many meat substitutes uh-huh. have gluten, so I can't eat them. But Yeah. I, oh, my gosh. I love that. Me, too. Yeah. I really can't stores. wait. Yeah. <laughs> And exactly, it's not in stores yet, so that's the thing. But it will be. And so if you're listening right now, just put on your list to look for, like, oh, I heard Mm -hmm. about it on the Food Heals podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Good catch. Good catch, yes. Yes. And I think it's got to be soon, because... I hope so. I'm not talking about this year, six months ago. I was at their party a year and a half ago. They've got to be in stores. Were they even at Expo? I feel like this is their first year at Expo. They had a um, par- a private party where we got to oh. sample everything. I don't know if they had oh, a booth. Yes. Got gotcha. to that. Sorry. I know. Can we do like a party hookup later and just like trade yeah. all our expo parties? That's yes, for sure. 100%. I go to more of those. <laughs> okay. Any other substitutes you guys want to mention? Faves? Well, we didn't talk about ice cream, did we? Oh, yeah. I don't really know one. I don't. I don't eat ice cream that I often. Cream I have them all. So, okay. <laughs> so mainstream or LA based? I got both. LA based, Coco Bella, mainstream, Ben and Jerry's, vegan. They have four flavors mm-hmm. to start with. And just that seed and eat, drink, vegan, they collaborated. They had Ben and Jerry's booth and they had like two new flavors. Oh. 
So I don't remember what they were, but I try it. now they have like six flavors or something. Uh, they started with four flavors. They're all pretty good. My favorite is the cookies and cream one, or it's no it's peanut PB, butter cookies, PB and cookies. Yeah. That is the best one. So that's the mainstream one. It's in all the grocery stores. Even Briars has a vegan line now. Pretty darn good for mainstream. I grew up on Briars, so that's a good one for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In LA, oh, we are so lucky, you guys. We have so much ice cream. We here. have so much. Van Leeuwen. Oh, which, which one? Van Leeuwen. I don't even know that one. See? There's someone I don't yeah, even know. Van yeah, Van has some good options. Salt even and salt straw. And, I was going to say salt yeah. and I live by a Salt and Straw and a Jenny's, which always has vegan options. They had oh, that rosé one I sent you. Yum. And Jenny's, it was so good. It was like oh. a sorbet, which I normally don't like to go I for. Like when I Like if I eat ice cream, like I want something creamy. Uh-huh. But this one was so freaking good. I want you it right now. to go get it. Ooh, not a moo. Yes. yes. That birthday cake one that I had at Expo yes. was so good. Oh, that's right. That is the one that I usually get when I do mm-hmm. get it. I love birthday cake ice cream with chocolate ice cream mixed together. I'm with you. Yeah. If I'm going ice cream, I'll do it. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> chocolate everything. I'm like a salty, say, over, uh, savory, oversweet person. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm the opposite. Okay, I'm sweet over... <laughs> Good sweet Lord. over savory yeah i was gonna say salty i got confused I, yeah my fault <laughs> i started that way um, so would you so you would choose like a brownie sundae over french fries yes i would why not just have both okay i, I, have both. You, I always oh, like oh. to have something savory and then like a little bit of sweet afterwards yeah no mm-hmm. i'm i agree with that but i usually crave savory mm-hmm. but then once i have the savory, i'm like well fuck now i need sugar yeah, yeah. Like balance it out. <laughs> Hue bars are good for that. Have you guys have ever had Hue bar, Hue chocolate bars? I have. A I little square really after did. dinner every night. So good. Talk about healing acid reflux and digestion and transitioning that into a passion for healing others. Really, that started with me when I was 16. I had severe acid reflux. And it continued because the doctors gave me a purple pill and told me and, and pushed me on my way. And so I took that for years, but I was never actually doing anything else. I wasn't trying to heal. I was just masking it. That's when I read Skinny Bitch. (laughs) And that was for just the movement in general, not necessarily for acid reflux. But it helped me transition out of the mindset of eating meat. But I wasn't realizing dairy was also a culprit and as such. So years later, I had such a crazy episode where I was in Vegas having fun. I was with friends. And I couldn't breathe. I felt like literally there was like that like 200-pound man on my chest. Mm-hmm. I had to sit. I couldn't go out. And I just like was downing a ton of Tums plus the acid reflex pill. So I noticed that that was when I needed to do my own research. I started looking to alternative medicine. I started just becoming my own guinea pig. <laughs> and that's when I learned about vegan, like veganism food, like basically cutting out inflammatory foods as well and then on a retreat my teacher showed me earthlings and that kind of sealed the deal that's a movie yeah it's a documentary and it's very it's hard to heartbreaking watch. yeah it's it is but it's incredible i mean it the things you know about that you want to ignore me pretend's not happening and everybody you tell it like oh you should see this they're like no 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 i know what's happening those are the people that really need to see it because we're we're choosing to be really ignorant to these things. We yeah. don't know. Um, we don't know. We don't. And and then it goes beyond that. It goes to you know for me, big pharma. And so that's when I started really learning about holistic medicine. And when I made that shift and I was really focusing on it, everything started to change. Yeah. And it's only, you know, <laughs> when I started eating 
all the other things going out to doing like influencer stuff and not very healthy vegan food, did acid reflux start to creep back in. So it's really finding my balance again with it because it's still a process. But it's so much better where it was. I, I don't take the purple pill anymore. And Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I could talk about that for a long time. Yeah. And Melissa, you have a, a healing story as well from a similar thing of acid reflux and digestion. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So many years ago, maybe like 15 years ago or a little bit longer, I had a really bad stomach infection called H. pylori. And it, um, an endoscopy where they went down my throat, they took a biopsy of my stomach and was like, yeah, you have this terrible infection. So I had to take antibiotics for 14, 14 days, like eight pills a day. And it was terrible. It made me feel way worse than I had ever felt, even just with the stomach infection. And I feel that that kind of set me up to have a destroyed gut for the next mm. 15 years, mm-hmm. just being on that high dosage of antibiotics. Um, but I felt better. And like I had some acid reflux with that too. And I was right around the age of, you know, my early 20s. So I was drinking a lot, going out every weekend, and that was not helping the cause at all. What do you mean? We never do that in our 20s. Don't remember. We're all so innocent. (laughs) Vodka's totally healthy for you. It's fine. (laughs) It's a potato. Yeah. (laughs) Potatoes are vegan. Vodka is vegan. Shout out to the vegan bros, because it is. That was a great episode, by the way. Thank you. Um, And Whitney was on that one, too. Yes. Whitney. <laughs> so yeah, so after I healed that, it kind of, I don't know, I just went back to my normal life and was kind of fine. I ate a lot of vegan junk food. I still drank a lot. And over the years, I started to develop more and more health issues. And then eventually I got eczema all over my hands and my arms, which I had as a child, but it went away for most of my life. And I realized that I, if I wanted to, it was really bad, like really, really bad. And if I wanted to heal myself from that, I needed to switch my diet because I went to, I didn't know where to go when it first happened. I was trying to figure out what was going on, what it was. And I went to just, you know, a traditional Western doctor. And he was like, ah, here, just take the steroid cream, Mm -hmm. put it on there. And I was like, okay. So I put the steroid cream all over um, because I just didn't really know better. I was desperate. I wanted to try anything. And it went away. And I was like, this is amazing. Like maybe this stuff does work. Um, and I have a healthcare background, so I would love to believe in that stuff. But then after a couple of weeks, it came back like 10 mm. times worse. And I was like, yeah, I got to figure out something else. So I went and saw um, a Chinese medicine doctor. And he was like, steroid mm-hmm. creams are the worst thing you can do. Yeah. And you, be- you become addicted to them and you can go through steroid withdrawals, which eventually will show up just like eczema too. I had to completely change my diet. I had to eat a cooling diet. As being vegan, I'm sure you know, we eat a lot of like turmeric and ginger and cinnamon and... A lot of tropical fruits and really, really delicious things that are all <laughs> terrible if you have something such mm-hmm. as eczema. And I also found out that I had leaky gut, so I had to fix that as well. So going on all these crazy diets for both of those things. But food did heal me. You can have a blog post all about it. You can see before and after pictures. But it, Where do we see the it, blog post? Um, it's forkandplants.com. Like, looking at those pictures is so painful for me. And I've even referred friends to go see my Chinese medicine doctor now who have eczema. And they're on the same diet and they're having the same results. And it's just incredible, like, what taking a couple herbs can do, switching mm-hmm. your diet around. Like, even though turmeric and ginger and cinnamon are really healthy things, like, they're not good for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, I was in a juice cleanse to heal my eczema and it just made it worse. And I was like, well, duh, because there's, like, ginger and turmeric in half those drinks. So yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. It's for acid reflux anti-inflammatories and that's where it's at for and there's so many things that seem to be great 
and an alkaline diet's like the best yeah like a lot of leafy greens like yeah. that's ultimately mm-hmm. what you want to do is a, an alkaline diet so anti-inflammatory diet alkaline diet what do those consist of let's just list out some things that we can do right now to add more alkalinity into our diet and just make ourselves healthier actually have you ever read medical medium Yes. <laughs> yes. I love, I started doing celery juice and because of, uh-huh. exactly. Yeah. yeah. The celery yeah. juice is probably the best thing you can do. And it's yeah. such a random thing. Like I, I tell people about that and they're like, that makes no sense. Like, oh, just read this section here and it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, so what's in the celery juice? So, okay. So the celery juice has minerals that can help replenish, right? And help with the stomach lining. I believe so. And it's, it's got all the all salts the and the details, <laughs> but there's, like, there's detailed. Yeah, I'm looking it up so that we can be. Yeah, it's got, like, all these vitamins just, and minerals that are super good. Just read that section for your in gut. the book. Like, if I ever <laughs> have like a little eczema flare up, like I have a little one on my arm yeah. right now, but I'll start drinking celery juice mm-hmm. every morning and just like half of a like there's celery sold like this. I just cut that in half and like I juice half in the morning. Use the next. And sometimes half I can't even and, juice, so I just eat the stalks by themselves first thing in the morning. For, for those who just can't always juice. Yeah. Um, you can blend it too, I guess, and strain yeah. it. Yeah, that too. All right, so Medical Medium says, celery juice is most powerful when you drink it solo. While it's great to consume other green juices or vegetables juices and add in items like spinach, kale, parsley, cilantro, apples, blah, 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 drink those mixed juices as a, at a different time than your straight celery juice. These blends function differently than what medical medium is recommending as your greatest tool from recovering your health, which is pure celery juice taken on an empty stomach. Mm -hmm. If you drink your celery juice first thing in the morning, it will also strengthen your digestion of foods you eat for the rest of the day. So look this up, Food Heals Nation. We're not going to go all into this, but we know a lot of people, including these two beautiful ladies who subscribe to this and have used it to help heal their gut and their digestion so why not it's not it's not gonna hurt you Mm -hmm. there's no like a drug could hurt you trying to drink celery juice in the morning can't hurt you and just get organic celery too yeah good point make sure it's organic and the thing about it is like he's i'm not saying i have to subscribe to everything um but he isn't pushing uh, you know, pills or he's not, he doesn't he have a celery food. juice powder that he's trying <laughs> yeah. to sell you. It's not right. sponsored by the celery company. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so there, he has another book with like life changing foods also. And yeah. it like just tells you what these foods can do for you. Like what cilantro could do for your blood and things like that. Yeah. Cilantro is another thing that's high heat, but I did take it mm-hmm. um, after magazine was mostly healed. I took it to detox from heavy metals, mm-hmm. like yeah. the celery pill. And that was incredible, too. That did wonders for my gut, for my liver and things like that. So much amazing stuff out there that's natural that I've been using for years and years and years and years and years that most of our medicine is is created, is based off of. Mm -hmm. Yet it seems foreign to a lot of people in this day and age. It's crazy that we're the minority. Yeah. You're like, we're using like a natural substance from the fucking... The freaking planet. <laughs> like, something... Melissa curse right. everyone! <laughs> oh, shit. I wasn't going to do that on Facebook Live. Um, <laughs> but, like, this, like, something is so, so worked up. Something is so natural Passionate. and, like, can be so powerful for our bodies. And, like, we're in the minority because we want to use it. Right. So, like, no, but the doctor says you need this pill. I'm like, why? Like, why would that be your first, like, your first mm-hmm. choice? No. you yeah. got to do this through food. Now that I've went that route for so long, 
And I actually, I have a general doctor and a holistic doctor. Mm -hmm. So I could literally bounce things off of each, off of both of them. Because the, I mean, there is a time and place for a general doctor. You need both. You need like the integrative care. Absolutely. Exactly. So, but I, I agree. Well, Melissa and I are obsessed with Dr. Cabral, who will tell you that everything is either acute or chronic based. And so if I have a doctor that can heal me of either problem, I'm good. And Mm -hmm. the thing is, is that if something is chronic based, we have to figure out the cause. There is no pill that is going to cure that. We have to figure out the cause so Mm -hmm. that we can come up with a plan to heal ourselves and give the body the tools that it needs to heal itself. If I'm in a car accident, take me to surgery, stitch (laughs) me up, and give me the drugs. Other than that, I don't want the drugs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's my philosophy. It doesn't matter whose philosophy Mm -hmm. it is. It matters what works for you. And so discovering what works for you and how you heal yourself helps you then help others heal. So a lot of people look up to you as influencers to help them heal. And I know that you cook for people (laughs) and you cook for families and I know that you influence people and you help people get healthier. So let's talk about how you turned your passion into helping other people heal. Yeah. So I actually just quit my job in December. I was, well, I was working an office job. I'm so excited. I feel (laughs) just so free. And before that office job, I was working in healthcare. So I do have a healthcare background, but it's just no longer in alignment with my beliefs, like helping people treat their diseases with medicine, like we've just been talking about. It's like, I want to help prevent that. I don't want people to get to that point. So I quit my job to focus on my passions of helping people live healthier, eat healthier, eat more vegetables. Um, Even if they're not fully vegan, just like a meatless Monday can still Mm -hmm. be great for your health. Just, yeah, eating more vegetables. So that's what I'm doing. You need help. So how can we work with you? Like, I'm a family and I want my meals cooked or I'm in Iowa. Like, how can we work with you? Yeah. So, well, if you're local to LA, I would love to come cook for you and just help you incorporate a meal plan that works best for you and your needs. If you're not local, we can Skype. I can help you go through your kitchen, find ingredients that maybe you shouldn't be eating based on your needs. Yeah. I like, love Like Skype. anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm so open to any help you need, even if you just want to, like, email me and ask me questions. I just want people to heal. And you can do that through food. You don't need to take pills. Agree. Love it. And Alana? Well, I feel like that I was my own guinea pig for so long. Yeah. (laughs) And that there were other people around me who were who were sick and with real with real issues. And I knew that I actually had the ability to provide some information for them. And they were listening. It helps. And I was shocked that I actually gained enough insight and read enough and guinea pigged enough that I was able to provide it. So then it just kind of spiraled and that's how Clean Slate came about. And then it spiraled even further to kind of the the food, the restaurant and uh, events and such because it's such a movement. And at the same time, I love doing that part. I love being a part of that community, but I also really I love researching and and continuing to understand how to heal. Yeah. Because I just see people all day long unhappy, like sick, Mm -hmm. and I listen to them, and I try not to put my two cents as much, you know, unless they ask (laughs) for it. Um, It's hard to have to sometimes. It's really hard, and I just have to sit there and go, yeah, uh uh-huh, maybe. Have you tried this one little thing? You know, like super non-aggressive. Because I remember back when I first started, I was like a little... 
little aggressive about it. Mm-hmm. I think we all, I don't. Most all vegans are in the way. beginning. I don't know yeah. what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> the pendulum's got to swing. Yeah, so, and that's, that's where I'm like, oh, the vegan on vegan hate, you know? So um, <laughs> that's where I'm, uh, yeah, to me, it's so many people need healing and myself included. And so I know that I love reaching out to others and I love when people reach out to me and vice versa. So I want to just continue it, especially when traveling. I think that's the hardest. So on my blog, I would write about what I would bring, what I would take with me, what I, where I was eating, things like that. Well, we're going to do a whole episode on travel. We already decided <laughs> offline. So this is happening. Yes. So we're going to do one on vegan travel and how to veganize your city and talk about some of our favorite places that we've been. And anyone who's listening right now, Alana, where can everyone find you online, stalk you on Instagram, all that good stuff? Well, you guys can find me at Clean Slate. That's K. L-E-A-N dash S-L-A-T-E. K. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's with the K. And on Instagram, clean slate. So it's underscore also. And your phones will try to autocorrect. So if you're like, why can't I find her? Your phone probably autocorrected. So hey. <laughs> yes, it's with a K. Yes. And Melissa? I'm Forkin Plants on everything, which is Forkin, like F-O-R-K-I-N. What, is the, what, what, what could that stand for? I'm just not sure. Uh, you know, maybe like for in a plant and you eat it or like a fucking plant. Just like, <laughs> eat a fucking plant once in a while. I just wanted whatever, to hear you say it. Whatever you like it to be. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you ladies thank so you. much for being here. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately.